Gonna make up a catchy intro for Better Buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we've got Alex. Hey, how's it going? And John. Hello. Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week. If you had to bury a treasure chest, where would you hide it? So, <laughs> so do I have to be able to dig it back up? Quote, unquote, dig. I would assume you'd want to. Or do I just want to hide it where no one would ever find it? Because at that point, I'd just launch it into the sun or something. Watch it well. burn. <laughs> <laughs> don't, wouldn't you want someone to find it though? Like, isn't that the fun of a treasure hunt? Well, I guess. I think a lot of the intent behind buried treasure is I'm gonna bury this here so no one else knows where it is and I can find it and I'm gonna dig it up later. But then that just never works out. Well, that, to be fair, the people doing so were pirates who got murdered at sea and never had the chance to go back. True. I guess that's the idea. I don't know. Like so, like you would have you. So you would want to be able to find it then, right? So you like yeah. you would want to know where it is, but you want to be hidden from everyone else. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the way to go. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Like I wouldn't even really bury it. I think I would do like the spooky cave scenario. You know, deep in a deep in a dark, dark cave mm. on some uncharted island. <laughs> Throw it kind of back there. <laughs> I'm going to find an island that no one's found before and make no mark of it so it may never be found again. Well, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't mean that they don't need to, uh, like, you would obviously know where it is and you would write it down, but, like, doesn't mean that other people would know what island you hid your treasure in, you know? Fair. That's the premise for basically all the Uncharted video games, so. <laughs> I suppose. You go hide it on Garbage Island. Or whatever that... The floating uh, mass of sea trash? Yeah. <laughs> no one's gonna look there. I'm pretty sure everybody looks there. No. They're constantly monitoring point. it. Satellite imagery makes this much more difficult than it used to be in the 1700s. I think so the key cave thing is, is a good where shot. are people watching with their satellites? Google always has eyes on you. Like, didn't you know that? No comment. <laughs> Just saying, is it really hidden treasure if you're always being watched? I don't know, man. I, uh, I'd take my b- treasure box. I would make sure it's waterproof, watertight, water, all that good stuff. And I would sink it to the bottom of a lake. How do you get it? Swim down. Pull a James Cameron and you rent a submarine. <laughs> just go all the way down there. Yeah. I know the lake I'm thinking of. It's just deep enough that I could dive down and get it, but not so deep and not so popular that there's lots of people diving down into it. Into the section people. I'd put it. But people will dive down there. Someone's gonna find it. Someone's gonna find it. You'd be surprised how many people just dive in the lakes. Random lakes at that. Yeah, I know the, the lake I'm thinking of is like a bunch of owned property along the edges, and it's all old people. No one's diving in that thing. Give it five years, one of them kills over, young young couple buys it, and next you know, got yourself a diver. They all have their own treasure boxes at the bottom. If it's kids, (laughs) they won't be allowed that far out. What? What? What are we saying? Children are buying this property. Oh, okay. Uh... Adult (laughs) children. Adult (laughs) children won't be allowed that far out. Their parents will be afraid they'll drown. (laughs) <laughs> or get hit by a Aren't, boat. Aren't you <laughs> yeah, like, wait, 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 wait. The adult <laughs> children of the adult children. <laughs> uh, no, for real, though, there's a... I got a few spots at the lake I'm thinking of where it's like, nobody goes over there. It's It's secluded enough. No one's going over there. No one will know anything changed, so no one's gonna bother with it. I just gotta yep. make sure I pick the right spot, because... If I go too far into shore, it's going to be low tide, and then it'll be visible. Can't have that. That would be unfortunate. 
imagine like you know what the crazy thing about this question is kind of like reminds me of like where would you hide a dead body you know like <laughs> oh you don't like, hide you know, those you destroy those well i mean technically if dumping it into this lake that is apparently it'll never be found again so i'm saying anything you make a good point people could stumble upon it i'm just saying it's a very low probability with a body any chance that anyone could stumble upon it is a chance you can't take <laughs> it can't be on the table this can't yet this a million billion dollars that you're hiding is a chance that you're willing to someone to find you know if I, if someone finds the money they've earned it right like they went through the effort yeah they earned <laughs> the body they found it. <laughs> Finders keepers, you know. It's a reward. I mean, if you, I imagine there's probably some bounty on that body's head. Like, you know. <laughs> I noticed John still hasn't uh, decided where he'd send his other than the sun. I honestly have no idea. I've never thought about it before. I like the sun um, though. That's I like that. Like, no one's getting it. Not even yeah. myself. Send it you away. Want something permanent. I mean, just pull an Elon Musk, put it in the Tesla Roadster that he sent into space. It'll come back eventually. <laughs> it's orbiting. <laughs> yeah, I think. Orbit-proof box. <laughs> it'll it'll be sitting up there for a while. Go, go hide, hide it on it Mars? On, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's just following a treasure map to Mars, I'm sure. Just store it on the ISS. <laughs> That's why he wants to go there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Our next segment, Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Who would like to start? What was that, good? Um, this week, I'm recommending the card game Sheephead. Oh. A Wisconsin classic. How do you play Sheephead? Um, it's complicated. Oh, no. But it's fun. It's, it's not that bad once you learn the rules, but, like, it's not your traditional <laughs> power structure okay so like there is a trump suit um which consists of all the queens all the jacks and then the diamonds from seven and up okay that's your trump suit and then uh you play ace through nine on the other suits but jacks and queens are trump okay then you go around the table um, everybody has a certain number of cards, and you can play two-handed, three-handed, four-handed, five-handed, six-handed, and seven-handed. So, pretty versatile game. That's good. Um, and the idea is to win the trick. So you lead a card of any suit, and then everybody around the table has to follow that suit if they have it. Um, so, like, I lay the jack of spades, or, so, or the um, seven of spades. Um, next person has to lay their ten of spades. Next person doesn't have one, so they can throw whatever they want. If they have a trump card, they put it, can put it on there and have a pretty high chance of winning. Continue around the circle. Whoever has the highest card wins that trick, and then they get to lead. Oh. Um, and the goal is to get um, at least 61 points, because there's 120 points on the table. Hmm. Um... And you, it depends on how many, like what version you're playing, how many people are playing, but usually there's a picker who is trying to play against everybody else, and they may or may not get a partner to be on their team. Okay. Five-handed, whoever has the Jack of Diamonds is their partner. So, yeah. And wow. then different cards are worth different point values. But yeah, fun game. I've spent probably hundreds of hours playing it at this point. Nice. But I played, I taught my dad it this last week so it was fresh on the mind i'm i'm a blackjack man i've played like a thing of euchre and i played like maybe a thing of she said and like two hands of poker <laughs> <laughs> but i know blackjack <laughs> yeah the fun <laughs> thing about euchre is that euchre and sheephead is it becomes muscle memory at some point, pretty much. Mm. So it's just like a good vehicle to sit and talk with your friends while doing okay. something with your hands. As most card games are. <laughs> I think it's crazy like how card games like have evolved. Like obviously card games are very old, but like it's just like people just adding rules on top of like other simpler card game rules mm -hmm. to create 
like bigger, like more more advanced, more complicated card games that are just inevitably the same thing. It'd be like getting getting like you would tricks know you pro like card that. gamer. Get the There's most all... cards. <laughs> Get the most cards in the most complicated way possible. John, we have a pro gamer in our midst. Oh yeah. my gosh. Oh Alex yeah. here is a pro gamer. Technically I am. I can't believe it. You card made game. money gaming. Oh, I've, I've made plenty of money gaming, but I, <laughs> I have actually been invited to a pro event for a card game. Oh, which one? Uh, Flesh and Blood. I'm not sure if you heard of that. Mm, I have not. It's it's a, it's just a car, like it. Oh no, it's like D and D esque aesthetic wise. So just fantasy. Um, oh, didn't cool. you get invited yeah, yeah. to France? I did not get invited to France. Oh. I got invited. I I could have if I if I won an event, but I did not win. I took third fourth in the event i can't remember um i i went undefeated all day and then lost in top four and it happens <laughs> yeah uh, you can't, it's, not, it's a card game you can't <laughs> sometimes you just you just R-E lose Jesus. Jesus. exactly but um but yeah technically i went to a pro tour in new jersey that's where i went nice awesome mm. yeah well, it looks uh, like it's kind of like magic the gathering not at all. Not at all. Okay, Wikipedia no. is biased. Then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not nothing like magic at all. Like you get two heroes, so you can pick your hero, like your class, basically class in D anD. d My favorite is like this paladin dude. Um, his name is Bolton, and uh, he he just is a like he's a warrior, but like he basically plays like a paladin. He uses light cards and things like that, and he's like a mid range aggro deck. And then you have other classes like. Rune blades, or what? Like, there's just a bunch. There's a like merchants and things like that. Where basically you're just in a thunderdome and then you fight each other. That's pretty cool. But yeah, it's it's sick. It's it's very fun. <laughs> nice. Uh, Alex, do you want to go next for recommendation, or are you just going to recommend Flesh and Blood? I already recommended Flesh and Blood on this pod. Yes. We repeat. I'm not, I'm not a repeater. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. I, I'm trying to think. Should I? Re- I, I want to recommend something trashy. Ooh, yes. Ooh. <laughs> we're, we're like we're gonna yin and yang this because i I've got two options on the table that like I really want to recommend because I thought they were both really good, really high quality things. Oh, mine's absolutely the lowest of quality. Uh, so uh, have you either of you heard of the anime slash manga Rent a Girlfriend? <laughs> Uh, you've talked is... about it. No. <laughs> I've heard you and Eli talk about it, and it scares oh, me. Oh, Eli, Eli has, like, no idea. What, like, he's never done anything with it. But, like, uh, yeah, so there's a there's Didn't a manga that, slash... Correct me What's if I'm up? wrong, but wasn't it, like, pretty pop... Like, its fan base was pretty solid, pretty popular, and then they, like, added something in that everybody's like, what the fuck did you just do? So, so what happened... Like, okay, so this, this series is very, is very much a... Um, what's the word when, you like, you like something that's bad? Uh, like guilty, guilty pleasure, pleasure guilty pleasure. It's a guilty pleasure type of a series, without a doubt. Uh, it's for degenerates. You shouldn't like it, but you oh. like it. it it's it, it's crazy. Everyone that likes this is like, this is awful. Like, don't actually invest time into this. As I've read over two hundred chapters of this <laughs> thing and watched every anime episode, which I think there's like fifteen of. So I put a lot of time into this series. But basically, it's a series about you know it's called Rent a Girlfriend. It's it's about renting a girlfriend, right? <laughs> Um, so the main character gets broken up with, he's sad, he's sad boy hours, and he goes out and rents a girlfriend, and then just crazy shenanigans happens. But, yeah, in the series what happens is that it turns from, like, a rom-com into, like, a teenage drama. So, like, think going from, I wouldn't say, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a good teenage rom-com. Do we, do anyone have one off the top of their heads? I can't, like... Um... Netflix has like a million of them, and I can't remember like any. Like Riverdale. Like what? Like Riverdale. No, Riverdale. No, 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 no. Actually, John's got a good point. It's season one Riverdale versus season like four Riverdale. But Riverdale's just a drama, but like it's it's really fucking well, it crazy off as anyway. Just a teen drama. No, no, Riverdale. it starts off as a comedy. This, this is a comedy. It's a rom com. Like this shenanigans happen, you laugh, haha, you move on to the next mm. chapter. So, like, I don't know what, like, a show, like, but I was, like, I was going to make a comparison to, like, it turns into, like, a really bad Degrassi, 
Not sure okay. if either of you watched. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like, yeah. Enough other people yeah, 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 yeah. So it turns into a really bad Degrassi. So like, there's like a bunch of arcs. So basically, it's about the main character that goes on these pays to go on these dates with this girl, falls in love with this girl. Um, but then, obviously, in classic Japanese culture, there can't just be one girl, but there has to be multiple girls. <laughs> Three of them being rental girlfriends, one being the ex that broke up with him earlier in the series, all chasing after him in classic fashion. Um, show's actually really funny. The main character is awful. Like, he has a really good redemption arc somewhere in the middle of the manga, and then they just throw it all away. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> they, really, they really did him dirty. They're like, they're like, yeah, he's doing great now. And then about 40 chapters after it, like, yeah, 60 chapters of redoing is great. Is everyone's like, what is going on? But that's what RJ was referencing, some some pretty bad material. But uh if you want something that you like you'll look at and you're you, like it's pure entertainment, turn brain off and just not think about rent a girlfriend's one of those type of things. You turn your brain off. You enjoy what's going on, and just do not pay attention to what's going. on. I mean, if you think about it just a little bit, like if you use any percentage if of your you brain, I'll read it. Remember that you have to go like drop some books off at the library tomorrow. You'll realize just what the hell you're doing and how horrible your life is at this moment. Exactly, exactly. You do not, you don't want that in your life. Um, but you do want this in your life. I, I would recommend it. Uh, the creator is crazy. So his name is Reggie. Mijime, I think, is like how you, how you pronounce it. I could be wrong. But uh, recently, in the last three months, the main main female protagonist, like the main uh, love character, uh, he has been posting tweets about how she is his wife and oh. how <laughs> yeah, like, how he's going on dates with her. Like, like I think it's supposed to be as a joke. Uh, but like it is like getting like really fucking like creepy in a so way. So not just like, like oh, I base this character on my wife. Like no, 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 no. Absolutely, he is married. That's that's the funny thing. He is married. Uh, but he's he's tweeting all this stuff. So like it's it's like it's so weird and uh cringy. And other fun fact about this author is that he just started a new manga. Um, I've read the first four chapters of it and refused to read any more of it. Um, maybe one day when it gets, <laughs> maybe one day, because it is, that is way more degenerate than Rent the Girlfriend. I can't remember what it's called, but basically it's just about a guy with seven siblings, all female, learns that they're not siblings and all his siblings want to, you know, get with him. Uh, that's that is what he is currently. too much time on the internet. Yeah, so <laughs> that is currently what he is working on right now. And it gets saucy, like chapter four is crazy how like, provocative it gets just four chapters into a manga like manga chapters are very short so it's not like yeah a lot of development there it's just you're just like oh okay this is a little little much and i just kind of closed it for now um someday my boss will hear that <laughs> he listens he listens he's i mean hey <laughs> he started episode four today <laughs> We got some time then. <laughs> yeah, we got a long time. Hopefully, and you'd be like, what is this? Hopefully, I'll start uh, packing the big accounts. <laughs> <laughs> but no, go read Rent a Girlfriend uh, if you want some degen in your life. It's fun. Uh, just turn your brain off. Don't judge it like for anything. If you judge it for everything, welcome to the hate train. But you're going to find a way. Like, it, it just hooks you. It's very weird. Everyone that reads it, everyone's like, I don't know why I keep reading it, but I'm reading it still. Okay. Like, people should stop. It's like it's like you and and you were with the Adventures on RJ. Uh, I wanted to be noted. I don't listen to the Adventures on anymore. No, but you were like that. That was graduation. Yes. <laughs> and I, I, I almost fell off. I actually did fall off graduation for like an episode, and then realized like, oh wait, we're like two episodes away from the end. I'll just listen to these last two fucking episodes. That's fair, but like. I don't think it's in that sense. Like we're just no. committed at this point. Yeah. Like you were just like I want. I know this was good before. I want this to be good. Rent a girlfriend. You read. It's not good. And it's it was never, never good. Be good. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly who and what you are for reading it. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I have no shame. All right. I'm gonna bring a little bit of class back to this uh, this sheer show. <laughs> so I went to the movies this weekend. I highly recommend everyone go out and watch Bullet Train. 
I was not the biggest, like, Brad Pitt fan. Like, yeah, he was in stuff, he was fine. Like, I knew he was a decent enough actor, but I'd never really seen anything where I was like, oh, man, that Brad Pitt's pretty cool. He did it for me in Bullet Train. Which is saying something considering how how good that entire cast is and how good of a movie it is and how decently told it is. Um, to put into context my some of my enthusiasm for it, I went to see it on a Saturday night. And the theater had two showings when I went, and I, like two evening showings, I went to the first one. And I also happened to be on call for my job that weekend. And an hour and 20 minutes in, I got called. I was like, shit, I gotta go deal with that. So I went and dealt with it. Everything was fine. But, you know, it, there were only 40 minutes left in the movie. By the time I got back to the theater, it was gonna be over. Right? And Bullet Train is one of those, like, mo- Chekhov's gun is everything movies where every little bit at the beginning sets something up for later. And does a bunch of references and stuff. So if you miss, like, 20 minutes in the middle, you're gonna be lost and confused. And I weighed my options. I could either just accept my fate and wait and go watch a different day. Or I could go right around back to the theater and watch the first hour and 20 minutes again in order to finish the movie. So I went back to the theater and watched it again to finish the movie. And it was worth it. (laughs) It was also very... You're really cementing in those uh, references for for the end of the movie. That's all you were getting prepared for. You didn't want to ruin the end by missing things, so you said, you know what, second time, let's go. (laughs) Uh, It's also one of those films that's very much focused on the themes of, like, fate and chain reaction and cause and effect and luck and how those play out, which makes all the, like, little details even more impressive or more important because it's... Like, yeah, they'll do a, like, flashback of, like, oh, I set this in motion in the heist, so this happens later on. But so much of it is not necessarily focused on how cool is it that this chain reaction went off, and more so the, like, bad luck versus good luck of, hey, it's bad luck that this one character did this one, got, like, taken out of the fight by this one thing that another character set up earlier, but because he got taken out in that way, it turns out he actually comes back around in the other way because he wasn't, like, murdered. Or, like, in movies they'll do, like, all the fla- like the flashbacks of, like, oh, we're gonna, fl- we're gonna flashback to the- how this assassin got on the train, and then we'll flashback to how this assassin got on the train. In the last 20 minutes of the movie, there's a water bottle that gets thrown at the bad guy. And they do a flashback for the water bottle and how it got on the train. <laughs> yeah. Great. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and, like, they reference Thomas the Tank Engine a bunch. Because one of the characters learned to read people from watching Thomas the Tank Engine. And continuously goes on and uh, to people about how like oh you're you're a Percy or you're a Diesel, <laughs> and he's got like a sticker book that he he stickers the people with like oh yeah you're you're this one you're that one. It's very overall very good movie very fun. Um, Brian Tyree Henry is in it. He was in Godzilla vs Kong. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is in it. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, he was Quicksilver in the MCU. Um, who else was in it? They had some current pop sensation in it, but I don't know who it was. Like, Bad Bunny or something? I don't know. But he was pretty good in it, and I was like, oh. I I found out afterwards he was, like, more musician than just straight actor, and I was like, oh. I was impressed. Good work. Uh, but yeah. Bullet Train. It really is not one of those movies I can, like, go into too much detail describing, because it ruins the, like, sequence. One warning, though. It has an end credit scene. I did not know that. I found out after I left. Why does everything have an end credit scene nowadays? I don't know. It, it doesn't need it. it doesn't need this, like, oh my gosh. Like, it's a funny Marvel scene. Marvel won't let us have nice things. <laughs> I, I looked up what the scene was. It's a funny scene, but they could have just put it in the actual movie because it's not like a... 
it's not a teaser for anything else. It's like if they took a deleted scene and were just like, here you go, have that. A little reward for wait, you didn't wait, you didn't sit there and watch the credits. Treat. No. Wait, I'd you already don't... seen the movie twice. I mean, <laughs> but like, I only watch the credits for Marvel movies because of their goddamn Pavlov Pavlovian end credit scene. <laughs> Wait, I'm, 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 like, that's crazy to me, because, like, I watch, like, for video, because, you know, like, I play a lot of video games, like, yeah. that's, like, my media of choice. Like, I, every time I beat a video game, I sit there and watch the damn credits. I sit there and watch like, the damn credits because the game won't let me skip them. Oh, really? I, a lot of games nowadays let you. Uh, yeah. Some do, some don't. Or, or, or it's, like, you can just get up and walk away. Like, that's not even, Oh, like, yeah, I go on my phone. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I played through the like the entire Uncharted series recently, and like I finally finished my playthrough. Played through three and four, and goddamn, I enjoyed four. It was a pretty good game, but uh, those those credits, I was definitely just sitting on my phone. That's dumbfounding to me. Why? Like I, I I like I don't you just want to know who like worked on like some of your favorite aspects of the game? Like no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Tweet you gotta give it. No, it's just like it's just like a respect thing, right? Like, hey, no, no. dog, I hate each one of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. Specifically, <laughs> specifically the chef. <laughs> I think for me, I think for me, it's a volume thing, right? Like, because you're right, we should like know who's making our stuff, making our media, and like paying respect to that. And it that goes back to something near and dear to my heart of comic books, where they didn't used to do that in comic books, and then. As far as I've been made aware, Stan Lee started doing it at Marvel, of like crediting the writers and the anchors and the artists and everybody individually on like the first page of the of each book, and then that started the 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 medium wide thing of like oh well now then all comic book companies were like crediting their artists at the beginning, so that it was good that the artists were getting credit for their work. On the other hand, I can only handle like maybe ten of that. 10 people and then my brain's like yeah i don't care anymore like what what the credits do for me um is like you sit down beat a game and like i play really long games too like it just depends so like even if it's a short game i just got into this habit but like like it's like i just finished the experience right yeah like it's a time for me to sit down that's why i don't like go on my phone usually during credits i like to enjoy like like it's it's like a these usually have like a montage of pictures or things like that in the background also just to like show what you did on your journey like mm. i don't know like it's just a very so like JRPGs. i did like not even just that like i played um what did i play i played Ki- Ki- kia bridge of spirits recently and they had like pictures and that was like an eight hour like pixar animation oh. x video game um that was an action adventure game that was game was fantastic by the way um, but, like, it was very short. I still sat there and just watched, like, the credits because it was like, wow, there's a lot of cool things in that game. Like, it did a lot of things well. And, like, you just, like, it's kind of like a way to decompress, like, mm, I'm done with this game now, right? Okay. Um, that's kind of how I do it. Because I don't, like, multi- multiplayer games nowadays don't really have a story mode that's worthwhile. And yeah. if they do, those are usually games that you can skip credits on because they'll usually just have the credits listed on the front screen anyways. So, like... Has anyone actually ever went out of their way to click the credits button on the front screen? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Doubt. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. That's how I view credits. Uh, hmm. I mean, do you read, like, after and forwards, too? Like, in books, or do you skip those? I will read an afterward or a forward, like, at least skim through it. A lot of times it's just like, thank you to these this list of people for supporting me as I wrote this book. And it's like, alright, that's fine. Yeah. But if they have, like, an actual, like, little letter... Or something, I'll read that. Like I'm rereading the Lord of the Rings books right now, and they uh yeah. they opened with a like, hey, here's a little bit of history of the publication of the Lord of the Rings. And it was kind of interesting to be like, oh, they when they were first published, they Tolkien had to fight with them about some of the wording because like the elves would speak in very uh, elves and Gandalf would speak in very like upper registry like fancy English. And where, like, the wording of, like, (laughs) I'm trying to think of an example. It's, like, saying, one of those things where, like, rearranging the words really didn't matter that much. Like, the sentence stayed the same either way. And so the publisher would be like, oh, we have to word it this way. Because 
that's how the public will read it. And Tolkien's like, well, no, that's not how they spoke it. Put it back. And so it took, like, three printings before, like, over the course of three printings to get more and more accurate to the original manuscript. And in the meantime, while they were printing them in Britain, America was, like, had a paperback publisher who was printing their unlicensed, unauthorized copies. Nice. And this That's is all, like, post-World War One. I, I love forward and afterwards. I mean, at least for authors that I I know. Like, I, I don't think I would read ever really read a forward or afterward for an author that I I don't know too well. I think I would skim it like you would. Um, but like my favorite authors, I'm definitely reading a forward and afterward without a doubt. Does um, God, they're on my shelf. I can't see them though in the dark. Does Brandon Sanderson have forwards and afterwards, John? Um, yeah. Mainly thanking his, like, writing group and the publishing company. Okay. Well, like, my favorite, my favorite authors for, uh, afterwards are, like, it's, it's interesting because they're, like, very different afterwards than what I'm used to. They, like, he, like, reflects on, like, what, like, the novel was supposed to be about and more so his thoughts on when he was writing it. Yeah. And just, like, general scenario, like, scenarios that, like, happen to influence his writing. It was, it's super interesting, his, so, like, I don't know. You can do anything with them, right? So If you don't read the rest of the book, at least read the afterword for the book Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. I've learned that people read, like, I know some people, like, I've heard it's getting more and more popular to read the afterword first before you even read the book. I think, I, I think you could go either way on that book, specifically because they co-wrote it over the course of a few years. And it was one of those, it was like pre-internet, really. Like, they had just enough internet to send things to each other. So, they'd, one person would, like, write up some stuff and send it off to the other. And, like, a week, a day, a month later, they get the back and they write some new stuff. And it got to a point where, like, they sat down doing some, like, revisions. And they pointed a sentence, like, did you write that one? No, I didn't write that. I thought you wrote it. (laughs) And their writing styles and their, like, thought process on the book became so intertwined that there are parts of it that they neither of them claims as their writing because they don't friggin' know who wrote it. That's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> and so, like, their afterward details some of that stuff and, like, how they met and the fact that, like, oh, this, uh, we sign a lot of these books and a lot of them are basically destroyed by the time they reach our hands because people just read through them so much and are, like, reading them in the bathtub or they show up with a Ziploc bag and the two halves of the book are inside it because it the binding is destroyed. <laughs> anyway. I suppose we should move on to our next segment. All right. How to Seconded. be... Seconded. Oh, excellent. Uh, motion passes. <laughs> Get back to Parley Pro. It's Robert's Rules of Order. Parliamentary <laughs> procedure is Robert's Rules of Order. Oh, I thought you meant parlay like pirates. Oh, no, I meant parley as in parliamentary and pro okay. as in okay. procedure. Gotcha. Gotcha. Sustain, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Or withdrawn, I suppose, would be the <laughs> better one to say that. Withdrawn. <laughs> withdrawn. How to be a better buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. Our first question this week. How the hell do I get my cologne to stick? With the further details, I have my favorite cologne. My sister bought it for me years ago, and I still can't get it to stick properly throughout the day. It's Jean-Paul Gaultier. Classically home fragrance. It's phenomenal. It turns me on just getting a whiff of it on myself. It's just such an amazing, clean-cut, fresh fragrance. Please, for the love of God, what do I need to do? Have you tried duct tape? He's got a point. I hear it. It's pretty sticky. (laughs) Duct tape is pretty sticky. You spray the duct tape, stick it to yourself. What happens if it's like you spray the air, catch it with the duct tape, and then put the duct tape on yourself? (laughs) Ooh. No, better idea. Better idea. So, you're gonna need a spray. Yeah. You're gonna need an aerosolized spray bottle. Fill it with the fragrance, and then duct tape the thing down so it's constantly spraying, and just tape that under your shirt. 
I like I like to think that you get like one of those car fragrant or fragrance things that like it's not like always spraying, but like it's like every fifteen minutes, like a, like a Febreze air freshener that you plug into your wall, it just spritz. <laughs> oh, there you go. No, you, I think you can make your own of those where like you pour the stuff in and it spits it out every like however many minutes. So you just get a generator on your back. <laughs> on your back, so you can plug in your fragrance thing and pour the cologne in the fragrance thing. And then every 15 minutes, you'll smell like the fragrance again. <laughs> As you lug around sense. a giant diesel generator. <laughs> that you can clearly smell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real talk, though. Have either of you two ever actually worn cologne? Because I haven't. I have. Like, I want to actually go out and get, like, actual cologne I enjoy. Um, but, like, so, like, how cologne's supposed to work, right? It's supposed to work in, like, fragrance fragrances. So, like, you have the one that's supposed to do, when you apply, it's, like, in out, like, 30 minutes, it, like, will deepen its smell. It, like, it changes. And then, like, it has phases to it. So it smells different as, as the day goes on. I have heard there are kind of two ways to apply cologne. One, which, as I understand it, is kind of the more classic, is the, like, you spritz on the wrist... Rub the wrists together, rub, like, behind your ears and the back of your neck. I do... What I do is I do a one on each wrist, rub them together, one on one on the neck, and then rub the wrist on the neck. The other way I've heard is that you spray a cloud, walk through it, and turn. Yeah, that shit doesn't work. Don't let yeah. people lie to you. That I'm might not be saying what they're I've trying to do. <laughs> I'm just saying I've heard that's how it, spo- how it could be done. Aren't you just, like, wasting cologne at that point? Like, how much cologne are you fucking spraying to get, like, a cloud of cologne, you know? You're talking to someone who still technically owns a can of Axe. Oh my gosh. No. No. I haven't used it in... Hang on, I'm counting. Four or five years? That's still too soon. (laughs) I just haven't thrown it out. Wait, did I throw it out? I think I threw it out, I hope you did. Good. Because, like, Axe is so gross, dude. Like, that shit hurts my nose. It might as well be, like... Uh, air freshener, like like actual Febreze, <laughs> straight Febreze on yours. That's what. Oh my god! You just opened an entirely new world for me, Alex. <laughs> what? I don't need to buy cologne. I have Febreze, like apple oh no. cinnamon scented air spray. <laughs> I will just use that. Oh no! <laughs> it's oh. a scent I like. I have like oh my gosh like. I wish, I wish I could find the cologne that I actually really enjoyed the scent of, because I would wear it. I love smells, but, like, everything, like, I hate, like, perfume. Some perfumes smell awful. Million dollar I don't, idea. I, like, we need a line of colognes that are scented exactly the same as scented candles. I think those exist. I think it's just called perfume. Fair. But everybody loves scented candles, and no one is marketing perfume as scented candle cologne. Why are we not doing that? Well, but don't you like men and female fragrances? Like, I guess, like, the idea of, like, a man fragrance being, like, scented, like, candles, would that really sell? Um, if you market it as being a surefire way to attract a woman, yes. Anything will sell if you do that. Dude, I love fruity smells. I don't know. See? (laughs) I would wear fruity (laughs) (laughs) smells. John, that did not, not work out the way. That did not work out the way that I <laughs> hoped it would. Um. <laughs> uh, oh. So, just watch sorry, I need further. Like, I need further education. <laughs> would cologne be something you wear like every day if you like it, or is that wasteful? Is it for yeah, yeah, well, for sure. Well, I know like what people that don't shower every day. Like they will wear cologne because then they won't smell. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I think it's a little um, dependent too on Well, Connor Connor did that. Connor didn't shower every day. And he showered, Connor showered like three or four times a week according to Ashlyn. But I I, I thought he smelled pretty good most of the time. So like It also depends on the expensive like, cologne. Like if you're buying super expensive cologne, I'm not using it every day. Mm, oh, that's fair. True. That's fair. I have learned something today. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Our next question. How do you guys have such perfect eyelashes? 
<laughs> it's called genetics, baby. Get some. I wouldn't say my eyelashes are perfect, but my eyebrows? Oh my gosh. Once you get the unibrow cut off, they're the bushiest around. If you're into bushy eyebrows... Hey, it's better to have too much than you. too little on the eyebrow game. I'm telling you, I, I think bushy eyebrows are the way to go. Like, As someone who's missing half of his just because it's so, such light and fine hair... You are blessed. Uh, I know. My Italian genes. Losing the hair on the top of my head, but on the on the eyebrow game. Can't grow a beard, can't grow a mustache, but the eyebrow game? On point. On point. That's the way we do it. <laughs> I'm going to ask a dumb question, and I want you both to tell me I'm being dumb after I ask it. Okay. Is the solution maybe don't fuck around with your eyebrows and just let them be? I think you're dumb. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, they asked about eyelashes. So yeah, I mean, I, I, that doesn't sound very helpful. Yeah, I think that'd be dumb. Now, new question. New question. Tell, all right, tell, all me, right, if, all tell right. me I'm being dumb after this one, too. Is the answer to maybe not fuck around with your eyelashes either? And then they'll just grow in fine and it'll be fine and they'll be amazing. I think you might be onto something, actually. Yeah, I think that one you might be onto. I don't think, I think you're. Like, I don't know, like, sometimes like, girls do have, like, can, like, rock some nice eyelashes, but don't they cut them off to put on fake ones? I don't know how that fucking works. Oh, uh, like, I actually a... do know how this works a little bit. So there is okay. the fake ones, yes. But there yes. is also, um, uh, I don't remember what it's called, because I don't use makeup a ton, but my ex had, like, a thing she, like, she did, like, every day of, like, just something that, like, a little brush thing with basically ink that she'd run no, through her that, like, eyelashes. To make it... That would darken them thicker. Yeah, make it thicker, and then yeah. you would use like you have uh, eyeliner too, right? Yeah. Like eyeliner's for round so, eyes, though. Yeah, yeah, but it makes your eyelashes and eyes pop, right? That's yes. the idea. So I don't know. Like I don't know if I have good eyelashes. I don't. I don't think I could fuck with my eyelashes. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like that shit fucking weirds me out. Like anything near my eyeball grosses me out. Like stay away. Stay I kind of want to take one of your eyeballs now. Nah, how about not? <laughs> oh, we just don't. Let's not. <laughs> oh, cool. Whose eyeball is that? Why can't they? Why well, can only see in uh, 2D right now? Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> or 1E. One eyeball. Walk around with a eye patch on. Um, no. It's really not that disorienting. I think you're wrong. Aren't you like blind also already? No, and I wore the eye patch for through a gymnasium. Okay. I mean, I Full can't imagine like. Chairs. So like. I mean, like <laughs> it's the same thing as like I you close to. an eye for a while, right? Like, it doesn't immediately ruin your depth perception. Oh, I have awful depth perception already, so I can't even imagine. When I was super young, like six or something, I had to wear patches because I have astigmatism. And oh. I was like correcting a lazy eye or something. I don't know. But I distinctly remember like playing soccer while wearing one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I only scored one goal that season. Uh, oh, that's, that's a lot of heart, though. People. It's a lot of heart. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's your answer. Better genetics. Just, just love your eyebrows the way they are. I mean, eyelashes. Sorry. Yeah, I think loving your eyebrows the way you are too is the right way. You know, okay, like, like, uh, not to diverge this topic once again, but <laughs> eyebrows, like, like in the early two thousands, like, wasn't it like in a style to shave your eye, like for girls, to shave your eyebrows and then stencil them in. Uh, that kind of comes and goes. It's one of those cyclical fashion trends. It's not attractive. Girls, don't do it. Not attractive. Just shave them. <laughs> no, no stenciling and just shave. Hey, honestly, no I eyebrows. think it would look better. Look better. Look better. No Straight eyebrow, up. The stencil eyelash. doesn't do it. Stencil does not do it. Just a goddamn porcelain doll. No facial hair. No hair. I want what? you to... Uh, what? I want... I want to talk about eating though. babies in dumpsters, I can say no hair. I, I think I think we can like stencil in the chin though. Make that no. chin a little more defined, you know? No, you got it. You got it. No definition. Just amorphous existence. Single celled organism. 
Return to the seas. Okay. <laughs> Return to monkey. Return to water. Come on. Come on. Come on. Our next question, and possibly our last one for this evening, depending on how long we take on it. What would you do if you were suspicious that your next-door neighbor switched barbecues with you without you knowing? With the further details, we both have similar kind of barbecues, but I remember my barbecue used to be nicer than his barbecue, but somehow his barbecue is nicer than my barbecue, and I think he might have switched barbecues to give me his old barbecue, and he took my nice barbecue. Barbecue. All right. Are we, are, we, are we talking barbecue sauces? Are we talking, like... I think they mean, like, the grill. Uh, the grill, like... Yeah. Okay, alright, dude, I'm gonna let you know right now. He just bought a new grill. <laughs> Did he, though? The grass. <laughs> the grill is always nice around the other side. Maybe you're just jealous because he bought a nice one, and you don't have a nice one. Hmm. Maybe he had a really bad one, saw yours, and said, you know what? Gotta buy a nice one. How do you get grills mis- mixed up anyways? How do you look at your neighbor's grill and say, that's my old grill? RJ, why'd you steal my mini grill and gave me this nice $300 grill? You know? <laughs> Wait, you're, posi- you're, you're putting forth the idea that it's not his neighbor that switched the grills around, but that he switched his grill with his neighbor on accident. And then once he got home from switching the grills around, went, Wait a minute. Why does mine look bad? <laughs> That's not what we're saying at all. That's what Alex just we, said. Uh, no, no, no. But like, no. Going off of that though, Don't it's like, how would you game. know? How would you know? How would you know that this grill, yeah, is literally worse than yours? Like, are you sitting there spying on your neighbor barbecuing? I mean, rust spots, my dude. But it, no, no, no. But like, 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 do you know your neighbor well enough to be invited over for a barbecue? Maybe. Sure, don't. And then if, if there's rust spots, wouldn't you know that your barbecue doesn't have any rust spots on it? Like, well, I think that's the so point, though, is that, like, say, so, like, there's a rust spot on the neighbor's barbecue, and now his barbecue has the rust spot on it, and his neighbor's doesn't. He's like, wait a minute. Hang on. I don't think that's what he's going for here. I think he's going for, hey, my barbecue is nicer than his, but then now his is nicer than mine. That's what he's saying. He doesn't specify how it's nicer. He's just saying it's nicer now. I think there is a solution to this. Uh, if you have a charcoal barbecue, switch over to propane. And if you both have propane, you need to switch over no, to charcoal. No, 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 that no. That way no, you no. propane again. Just mark your grill. Or just always use charcoal. Get yourself a nice Kingsford grill down at the Home, home Depot or whatever hardware store you want to buy. A nice, the nice Kingsford. Yep. At Home Depot or Menards, you know, you gotta go somewhere. Uh, An Ace farm Hardware, if you will. Yeah, Fleet Farm, you know, you got, you got your options, farm and all right? Fleet. But like, Fleet Farm. This, this farm is, and no, Fleet. No, Farm and Fleet. We're <laughs> a Farm and Fleet podcast, thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Just like we're a <laughs> podcast, not right, no, no, no Fleet Farm, no Fleet Farm, sorry. Sorry, no Fleet Farm, that's not allowed here. Go, go get yourself a Kingsford we know which charcoal grill. We'll stand behind. <laughs> What a local drama. Well, I know. Go get your Kingsford grill. Get your Kingsford lighter fluid, Kingsford charcoal, all Kingsford. And guess what? It's going to last you for 40 years. It's going to be great for you. And you'll use it four Can't times. Can't even complain. You're I, like I, the way you cook. I don't know. I've used, I've used my mini grill probably over 50 to 100 times. And I've had that one for a while. And then my dad used that probably over 1,000 times before I used it. So Here's what you do. You do all you do all everything Alex said. Get the Kingsford everything. And then Yes. You get a nice little crown and you glue it on top of your grill because it's a Kingsford. <laughs> and then you'll always know that you're the king of this grill. Yeah. That seems to wrap it up nicely. I have no notes. Excellent. Well good solution. We have solved three problems today. I think that's good work. I concur. This meeting is adjourned. <laughs> Alright. I just real I just realized something. What? So like they have like Kingsford I'm not sure if like all their char but like their logo is a charcoal with a K in it. But I'm not I, now I have to go check my charcoal bag to see if there's a K on all the charcoal. Why because there is be? like some, there's indents on the charcoal. Yeah. But like I'm not sure if that is shaped like a K or not. I don't think it is. For Kingsford. Imagine, though, because, like, that's what they're advertising on the bag. Okay, now I'm just thinking it's, like, the Kingsman. 
Like, in the Kingsman They're movie, like, everything that's Kingsman has the K on it, and now it's just the Kingsman grill. The Kingsman charcoal. Look at the K on that. I'm sending the image right now. Look at the K on this. Oh, like, I see the, the charcoal. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's totally stamped into it. It could be. It definitely could happen. Like, uh, it might be. I've always noticed those indents. I did not know. I don't, I don't know if it's shaped like a K. Or pie symbol, I guess. That's that's another way that you look at that. Let's yeah. <laughs> well, have a, a roaming roaming reporter, Alex, get the get the story and report back to us. We've got a traffic copter over the bag of charcoal right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see here, Joe. <laughs> Joe, I'm, there. I'm in the news chopper over Jefferson's backyard. He, it looks like he's pulled the grill out. We're just waiting to see the reveal of the charcoal now. <laughs> It's not Kingsford, though. It's uh, it's some off-brand. Jefferson just pulled out his local brand charcoal. This is not Kingsford, I repeat. Not Kingsford. Uh, we're sending it back to the station. Hello, welcome back to the station. Kingsford Watch is still ongoing, waiting for who on this 4th of July weekend will bust out the first of the Kingsford charcoal. Uh, I'm getting a report from Barbara. She's over across town at the Danielsons. Uh, here's the uh, word on the street is Dan- Mr. Danielson has just left his house to go buy charcoal. We'll see which brand he picks at the store. I like to think like that none of these people like you're living in a town that just doesn't sell Kingsford charcoal. <laughs> Everybody well, just makes their own. Well, actually, during COVID, Kingsford charcoal like sold out everywhere. Yeah. So like you actually couldn't find it for like over a year. I would like I would have to bring. Like, in Madison, I would, like, when I would find some, I would have to, like, overbuy it because my dad only uses Kingsford charcoal Damn. and then bring it to my dad's house. Didn't they like, convert through, like, factories or something to, like, do some COVID-related thing? I have no idea. I just know that he was having, and he was having trouble finding the lighter fluid, too. Like, you couldn't find anything Kingsford. Hmm. Like, just pr- production issues on, I guess, charcoal. I <laughs> just such a, just a weird thing to say. Um... Well, all right. We'll uh, we'll end it here and get back to you next week with another Kingsford Charcoal Watch. <laughs> thank you both for joining this week. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. If you Google Better Buddies, it it does, like, the list of everything it's called Better Buddies, but on the right-hand side, it's like, did you mean the podcast? And you click that button, and it shows up all the different places our podcast is. It's pretty neat. We're also on social media. Facebook, Better Buddies, where we have our Meme Mondays, and sometimes, when I remember to do so, post the icebreaker questions for people to discuss. On Twitter, at BetterBudCast, use the hashtag BetterBuddies when we tweet when you tweet about the show. Shouting into the Void kind of does work, because we, uh, go listen to last week's episode to hear more about that. It was pretty neat. And our Gmail account, BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, or questions you need advice on. And last, but not least, be a better buddy. He's it's Kelvin. Here. Imagine doing a podcast. Do you want to stay on? <laughs> no, I, I just came on to say hi. Is it like oh, 8 a.m. over there? It's 9 a.m. 9, okay. What else <laughs> like, you Jesus, it's not bad.